Tonight on Throwback Thursday, as Tune FM celebrates 50 years, 1998. It's a year of technological development and a year of scandal. We'll be talking about the International Space Station, Google, and the Clinton Lewinsky scandal. November 20th, 1998, a huge step in the history of space exploration took place when the Zarya segment of the International Space Station, or ISS, was launched. It was the first part of the largest man-made object to orbit the Earth. All that and some great music here on Throwback Thursday 1998, helping Tune FM celebrate 50 years. You are listening to yet another episode of Throwback Thursday as we move on to the year 1998. It's going to be a great episode. Coincidentally, this is the year that I was born. I suppose it's not a coincidence since I've done every year. I was going to get there eventually. But uh, yes, this is the year that I was born. So I've been learning about some very interesting things that happened around the same time uh, that I was a baby, including we're going to be talking about the uh, launching of the International Space Station. It took them a while to assemble it, uh, but it did launch in 1998. We're going to be talking about the Clinton Lewinsky scandal, the uh, scandal that embroiled the presidency of Bill Clinton. And then we'll be talking about the founding of Google, definitely a company that we take for granted as uh, just a, just an ever-present, uh, constantly involved, multi-trillion dollar company really uh, nowadays. But we will start with the International Space Station. You've all heard of it before. It's a modular space station in low Earth orbit, and it's a multinational collaborative project between five participating space agencies, NASA from the United States, Roscosmos from Russia, JAXA from Japan, the ESA from Europe, and the CSA from Canada. The ownership of use and use of the space station is established by even intergovernmental treaties and agreements. So it's actually an international space station, as the name would suggest. It doesn't just belong to uh, someone like NASA. And the station serves as a microgravity and space environment research laboratory in which scientific research is conducted into astrobiology, astronomy, meteorology, physics, and other fields. It's suited for testing the spacecraft systems and equipment required for possible future long-duration missions to the moon and Mars, meaning that uh, we might only need to launch a vehicle up to the ISS where it would then get uh, refueled and uh, anything else that it needs, and it would launch from the ISS then to either the moon or Mars or anywhere else uh, that it was going. So the ISS was a huge, uh, an absolutely incredible project uh, that actually launched into space and was slowly assembled uh, during, uh, at the end of 1998 and into uh, the years in the future. It was originally intended to be a lab, an observatory and a factory while providing transportation, maintenance, and a low Earth orbit staging base for possible future missions to the Moon, Mars, and asteroids. However, not all of the uses envisioned uh, between uh, NASA and Roscosmos have uh, come to fruition. In the 2010 United States National Space Policy, the ISS was given additional roles of selling, serving commercial, diplomatic, and educational purposes as well. So it also uh, does have a few other uses nowadays. It was uh, launched on the 20th of November, 1998. And uh, it's divided into two sections, the Russian orbital segment, which is operated by Russia, and the United States orbital segment, which is shared by many nations. Roscosmos has endorsed the continued operation of the Russian orbital segment uh, up until 2024 at this stage. Um, it's, the ISS overall consists of pressurized habitation modules, structural trusses, what is called photovoltaic solar arrays, the big solar panels, thermal radiators, docking ports, experiment bays, and robotic arms. 
there's, it's made up of all of these different modules uh, that have been launched by both Russian and American space shuttles. See, I've, I've been talking about this fact that it launched at the end of 1998, but it took them quite a while to put it together. That's because it was launched in these modules, which were sealed off, and then it was actually assembled in orbit instead of having to launch this big and frankly very un-aerodynamic um, space station straight off the ground when it would probably just tear apart in the atmosphere on the way up. So it, uh, it was launched in modules and assembled in space. As of September 2019, 239 astronauts, cosmonauts, and space tourists from 19 different countries have visited the space station. That includes 151 Americans, 47 Russians, 9 Japanese, 8 Canadians, 5 Italians, 4 French, 3 Germans, and 1 each from Belgium, Brazil, Denmark, Kazakhstan, Malaysia, the Netherlands, South Africa, South Korea, Spain, Sweden, the UAE, and the UK. So no one from Australia has actually been to the International Space Station before. Currently, there are three people aboard the International Space Station. A full crew is normally six, but there's only currently uh, three. And it uh, orbits at an altitude between 408 and 410 kilometers above the uh, above ocean level, above sea level. Uh, so pretty incredible. It travels at a speed of 7.66 kilometers a second. That's 27,600 kilometers an hour. That's pretty incredible. It'll do a full orbit of the Earth in about 93 minutes, roughly, which equates to about 15 and a half orbits per day. Uh, it, it It's a pretty incredible um piece of, of infrastructure, really, when you think about it, that we've got this huge uh, space station that is, is capable of such uh, incredible uh, scientific development that was built in space. It's been continuously occupied at this stage for 20 years and nine days, which is the longest continuous human presence in low Earth orbit, which passed the previous record of nine years and 357 days, which was held by the Russian Mir space station. 20 years and nine days. That is how long there has continuously been at least one person on the International Space Station. An incredible uh, achievement it is. When we come back, we're going to go into a little bit more of a scandalous affair that took place in 1998. But don't worry, we will be going back to uh, achievement and advancement. That will be coming up in the third, se third segment. But before that, we go to a song from 1998, which is Thank You by Alanis Morissette.
That was Thank You by Alanis Morissette. You're listening to Throwback Thursday 1998 here on 106.9 Tune FM. And now we're going to get into one of the most infamous uh, political scandals in the history of the United States. The Clinton-Lewinsky scandal involving then 49-year-old President Bill Clinton and 22-year-old White House intern Monica Lewinsky. There was apparently a sexual relationship between the two that took place between 1995 and 1997 and came to light in 1998. Clinton ended a televised speech in late January with the statement that he did not have sexual relations with that woman, but further investigation led to charges of perjury and the impeachment of Clinton in 1998 by the U.S. House of Representatives. He was subsequently acquitted on all impeachment charges of perjury and obstruction of justice in a 21-day trial, but he was held in civil contempt of court by Judge Susan Weber Wright for giving misleading testimony in the Paula Jones case regarding Lewinsky, and he was also fined $90,000 for that. His license to practice law was suspended in Arkansas for five years, but shortly thereafter, he was disbarred from presenting cases in front of the United States Supreme Court. Lewinsky was a graduate of Lewis and Clark College. She was hired during Clinton's first term in 1995 as an intern at the White House and was later an employee of the White House Office of Legislative Affairs. Some believe that Clinton began a personal relationship with her while she worked at the White House, the details of which she later confided to Linda Tripp, who was her Defense Department co-worker who secretly recorded their telephone conversations. And in January 1998, Tripp discovered that Lewinsky had sworn an affidavit in the Paula Jones case denying a relationship with Clinton. She delivered tapes to Ken Starr, who was the independent counsel who was investigating Clinton on other matters, including the Whitewater scandal, the White House FBI files controversy, and the White House travel office controversy. And during the grand jury testimony, Clinton's responses were very carefully worded, and he argued it depends on what the meaning of the word is, is, uh, with regards to the truthfulness of his statement that there is not a sexual relationship, an improper sexual relationship, or any other kind of improper relationship. The wide reporting of the scandal led to criticism of the press for overcoverage, uh, but it became one of the most infamous scandals in American political history. It's referred to as Monica Gate, Lewinsky Gate, Tailgate, Sexgate, and Zippergate, uh, following the gate construction that has been used since, of course, uh, another infamous American political scandal, Watergate, under the Richard Nixon administration. Lewinsky said that she first had sexual encounters with Bill Clinton on nine occasions between November 1995 and March 1997. And according to her published schedule, First Lady Hillary Clinton was at the White House for at least some portion of seven of those days. In April 1996, Lewinsky's superiors relocated her job to the Pentagon because they felt that she was spending too much time around the president. According to his autobiography, then United Nations Ambassador Bill Richardson was asked by the White House in 1997 to interview Lewinsky for a job on his staff at the UN. Richardson Richardson did so, and then he offered her a position which she declined. The American Spectator alleged that Richardson knew more about the Lewinsky affair than he declared to the grand jury. Uh, So eventually it did lead to Bill Clinton being impeached, the second most recent president uh, to be impeached in the history of the United States, of course, before the uh, impeachment of uh, the most recent president, Donald Trump. Um, They essentially impeached him on uh, perjury charges. So it's not an actual charge. uh, It's not an impeachable offense to have an affair as the president, while it's not exactly a 
a, a great example to be setting as the leader of the free world, supposedly. It's actually not illegal per se, so that was not impeachable. What was impeachable was the fact that he lied on oath and signed an affidavit um, that said that he well, essentially lied in order to cover up that affair. Um, he was acquitted of all of those charges and he remained in office until the end of his second term when he would be replaced by uh, President George W. Bush. But he um, he was impeached on those charges. So uh, what is one of the most infamous American political scandals in history taking place or coming to light, actually, in early 1998, the actual uh, offences taking place between 1995 and 1997? Well, you're listening to Throwback Thursday 1998 here on 106.9 Tune FM. We're going to go to another song from 98. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Google. What's so significant about Google in 1998? Well, you're about to find out. This is I Want to Know What Love Is by Tina Arena.
As I want to know what love is by Tina Arena here on 106.9 Tune FM. It is time for us to go back to Throwback Thursday in 1998, and we're talking about Google now. Well, you all know what Google is. You've used it probably dozens and dozens, maybe even hundreds, maybe even thousands of times in a day. It's constantly in your pocket. It's constantly everywhere. Some people think that it's constantly watching and listening to us. That's another uh, thing entirely that I don't know exactly to what extent that's true, but we are going to be talking about them because 1998 is the year that they were founded. It was founded in September of 1998 by Larry Page and Sergey Brin while they were PhD students at Stanford University in California. Together, they own about 14% of its shares still to this day and control 56% of the stockholder voting power through their super voting stock. They incorporated Google as a California privately held company on the 4th of September, 1998. It was then reincorporated in the state of Delaware on the 22nd of October, 2002. Uh, Essentially, it was initially started off as what we kind of mostly know it for, uh, the the search engine, uh, the ability to search the internet, which of course was just coming into being such a significant part of uh, everybody's lives. People were starting to get personal computers around this time. Uh, So the ability to be able to to search for things on the internet, look for relevant uh, articles or pages or websites was a pretty ingenious idea. They were not the first to come up with it, but they definitely became the most successful. Nowadays, well, they have a lot of internet-related services and products, including online advertising technologies, cloud computing, software, hardware, and it is considered one of the big five technology companies in the US information technology industry, alongside Amazon, Facebook, Apple, and Microsoft. The company's rapid growth since it incorporated has triggered a chain of products, acquisitions, and partnerships beyond Google's core search engine. It offers your services designed for work and productivity, Google Docs, Google Sheets, and Google Slides, your email through Gmail, scheduling and time management through Google Calendar, cloud storage through Google Drive, instant messaging and video chat through Duo, Hangouts, Chat, and Meet, language translation through Google Translate, mapping and navigation through Google Maps, Waze, Google Earth, and Street View, podcast hosting through Google Podcasts, video sharing through YouTube, 
blog publishing through Blogger, note-taking through Google Keep and Google Jamboard, and photo organizing and editing through Google Photos, as well as the uh, being the lead developers of the Android mobile operating system, the Google Chrome web browser, and Chrome OS, which is a lightweight operating system based on the Chrome browser. There's so much. They've got Google Pixel. They've got Google Home. They're just absolutely everywhere. You can see why people are slightly cynical about the kind of control that Google uh, has sometimes. It's a little bit uh, it's suspicious. Uh, they've received significant criticism over the years for issues such as privacy concerns, tax avoidance, antitrust, censorship, and search neutrality. Uh, but of course, they have total assets nowadays in excess of 131 billion US dollars. That's 2014, by the way, so that's slightly outdated information. Their operating income is $16.5 billion dollars. And their revenue exceeds $66 billion. They're absolutely huge. They employ 114,000 people. That's just their direct employees, uh, the people who are directly employees of um, Google. Their headquarters are, of course, still in California. And uh, that's, they're so huge. They are such a large company. We talked about a little while ago, we were lucky enough to have uh, Jack from IT talk to us about the significance of Apple. Well, Equally so, if not more, is the founding of Google Incorporated on the 4th of September, 1998. Well, that's going to bring to a close uh, this episode of Throwback Thursday, 1998. I'm going to throw you right back to the music. Make sure you enjoy it for the rest of the evening, and I will see you soon.